0: This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations
1: After that uh, dancing from Brabenzito and me nodding my head because my energy levels are just so low but enjoying the music, let's get into the Closet Conversations. We're talking... Widows and widowers uh, who need to navigate through the stigma of being a widow or a widower, and the discrimination that they face i mean it's 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 very sad that once you've lost a spouse, society looks at you in a different way, treats you in a certain way, and some traditional practices across the globe, also hold dear to some practices that are, are, are discriminatory by nature. So that's what we're talking about in our Closet Conversation. Please do join in on this conversation. Let us know what your experience has been. Have you seen people being uh, stigmatized or discriminated against because they've lost a loved one? 0614-104107. Or that's if you want to WhatsApp, or you can call in on 86 2032 You can also SMS 41391. We are joined by the lovely life and executive coach uh, and founder of I Get It Now, Matzileng Mokhodi. Thank you very much, Matzileng, for joining us. It's always a pleasure having you, coach. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Coach, we are talking about uh, those who have lost a spouse. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is the, the different unwritten rules for men and women who lose a spouse. Even in the Bible, for those who read the Bible, there's different rules. Even in just society in general, there's different rules for men and women. That starts the discrimination for me. Why is this the case?
2: I think um, when you're speaking about men and women, you know, um, in most cases, we think that it's the woman that has to observe certain rituals, especially, in, you know, where, where people follow traditional uh, practices. And, um, but then men are sometimes exempted from that and they're not as harshly judged. So it always comes from usually the immediate families because they bring the rules of how things are done or how things have been done in those families.
1: Now, now, uh, Coach, when things are done in families, but they are done in a discriminatory way, should we not be sidelining those practices? So for instance... When, Especially in African tradition, when there's mourning for a widow, the mourning period is long. But for the man, the mourning period is usually shortened. Even the dress code. A man will not have to wear all black every day, all day. A woman would be in all black. Uh, she'll have, you know, um, a, 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 a cloak on. ispiga. Esenyama, you know, it would be long. And, the, dude, and mm. the dog, she'll have to be sitting on a mattress, not sleeping on her bed for that period. Why? Why? Why isn't it I, the same for both <laughs> men and women? I, I think it, it definitely has to go back to,
2: to families and to culture and to really understanding why things are done the way that they are. What, what I would like to say is that in the old, olden days, there were things that were, the practices that were followed, but they were followed to help the person that has lost a loved one. So, for instance, you know, um, eh, observing the morning period and doing certain things by being, you know, at home, and being more silent and just not being exposed to to a lot of other people. And and you're right, it's usually the the woman that um, goes through that, yet the male can also lose a spouse, but they're really exempt from that. They're not told to stay home or to to observe certain rituals. but uh, uh, my understanding is that some men who will choose to to honour their wives, their late wives, and and they would observe certain things and not and not engage um, themselves in things that would really impact their mourning period. So it's really about uh, families and and traditions that that are followed. You you spoke about you know, wearing dark clothes, if you think about that, that when it's own it really brings, because it's not even just like an all black thing, you know, it's, it's like wearing dark clothes that are, are quite gloomy. So in the olden days, that was a sign that you are going through a difficult period. Uh, because, you know, communication and just people getting to know, it wasn't too many people around you. So in today's times, there are many ways of communicating that. And when people are forced to go through that, there has to be some some kind of, not leniency, but uh, some kind of understanding that
0: um,
2: when somebody goes to work wearing dark clothes, it attracts more discrimination because people tend to stay away from a person dressed in dark clothes and they tend to avoid that person.
1: You know, um, I know that there were some rules, also unwritten, that if you are going to be uh, climbing into a taxi uh, and you are a woman who has uh, lost her husband and you are dressed in those morning clothes, uh, morning clothes. you shouldn't be in the front of the taxi, so you should be at the back of the taxi because you are bad luck.
2: I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah is... you know, and, and imagine for somebody that's already going through this grief, and, and having to be treated differently because of the pain that they are going through, you know, it's it's really bizarre. But but it's what it's what it is. It's, it's happening, but we perpetuate it as as people uh, because we we need to get to a point where we really start to question why we continue to do certain things that were done in the olden days. Some of it is very applicable today but some of it was done because it was an easier way to communicate to a larger public.
1: Here is a message. A hey, team is remember this conversation is open to you. I want to hear from you, your experiences. Have you ever lost a spouse? How were you treated? Uh, or when you lost a parent, how was your uh, you know, parent that remained treated? Because that's where we get most of our experience by observing others. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. And also, maybe it's time for us to talk about how to remove these stigmas and discrimination against those who have been bereaved. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. That's where you can call in. Uh, here is uh, a message from our A teamer Vincent. Vincent says it all starts with that black dress as a sign of mourning and cleansing. Then after the mourning period, she must find this one man that she will just do things with and run only one round. Then she's freed. Mostly women don't talk about this. And men too, they are sometimes advised to do that. They must hit and run. And they must do what? Hit and run. So they say, what Vincent is saying, Vincent is saying this for the woman. Um, The woman will wear the black clothing. And after her cleansing, she has to find one man that she will have a one-night stand with to remove whatever as part of whatever process. And then she's okay after that. But no one talks about this. I've never heard of this before. But this too, if it's, it's some sort of practice that is being done, seems to be unfair. That after cleansing, you need to go on someone else. And then somebody takes the parties and takes them to his home. But why are we saying that people who have lost loved ones have amapati? They have bad luck. Why? Okay, so oh, so can can I answer
2: that? Can okay. no, not answer that, but coach, can I give my opinion? Give us light.
1: Give us light, coach.
2: Yeah. So when when we lose a loved one, um, it's somebody that is very attached to us, and um, because they have lost, they are losing, they've lost their body. We know that they're still there, lingering around. And we are in a space where we've experienced the other dimension through this person that we have lost. So it has come very close to us, so, so the death, the death part. So we are not just like anybody who's just walking in, in the mall or who's at work. We have gone through that period. And because through that period, the person that has passed on is still caught between the physical body and the physical things that they had on earth and then having left uh, the physical world so that can create some energy around the person that has that has been the closest to to the departed And that is why it was important for the person that has lost a loved one to, a stay home and and mourn for a certain period. Because then that helps with settling things down and getting the departed to detach from the physical world and understanding that they are now in another uh, space. So when we start to run around and uh, because it's not necessarily bad luck or or that we are carrying some bad energy, but it is what we are going through. And that is why it is important to stay calm and be home uh, with loved ones and not noise, all these noises and, and stuff, but just stay home mourn that this loss because it is a big thing that has happened to a spouse who they've lost their partner and it is not something it something has been detached from their life mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that is why i guess it's a 2 man part, because it's it's bigger things that we don't understand because uh, we don't have proof which what happens when you're on the other side but we know that there is something that happens in a home and, and especially around the people that were closest to, to the departed person.
1: Now, there's also this modern thing where... People just say, well, we don't need soft music. Let's play our gum and our piano during the funeral and dance and enjoy ourselves and have after tears. That's what they call it. Uh, I've never attended any of these functions, but I've seen them, especially when big named people pass on. It's a, it's a celebration. So does that mean that Lama yam this Uh, Darkness only follows those who are not uh, famous? (laughs) Ponder on that one. Ponder on that one. (laughs) Let's go to the lines, right, Uh, Matuleng? Coach, I I need you to ponder on that one because we have one with this discrimination here. Okay. Hello. There is. So we'll talk about it after we take uh, Dumi's call. Dumi's in Woodbank and wants to join in on the conversation. Good evening, Dumi.
3: Good evening, Mandela, how are
1: you? I am strong. How are you?
3: Ah, we are trying, Mandela. We are trying. Every day we take it, every day we try.
1: Good morning, So
3: you want yes, to I'm join I'm, in? I'm, yes, I'd like to indulge in this conversation that you ladies are having, quite an interesting one. Um, uh, I tell you, you, you asked the question that I was about to ask. Um, the one when you said um, from some guys, some people, Say in a funeral, we have our master's years and stuff. It's not the way that we were doing things back in the day. Um, So, the question that I wanted to ask you actually already asked it, but it gave me an answer also in my head. It's like to say, Times are changing. You know, we are mourning, you know how to mourn, you know how we're taught to mourn because of the things believe you mean. We found them the way they are culturally, traditionally. I could say, but one thing which I don't get right, also, if we don't follow what we were taught, how to mourn, what happens then next? That's one thing that I always, always, always had a, a, a question in my head. Yes, I have a neighbor, I won't mention his name, of course. Um, his wife passed away a a year ago. He met someone along the way before you could finish that 12-month period. He fell in love. He decided to continue his life, carry his life. Uh, of course, respect his family, more like he has two kids. You'll never see that lady in his house. It is the way he chose to do it, to say, I might be with someone else, but they'll never, ever enter the house of the one who passed, of which that's her wife. Um, but when we don't follow this morning how we were taught, how will we know if we're doing it right? Of course, take into consideration that the modern way of doing things. Nowadays we see we see things out there done. How do we know? Does does a person need to go to a song to find out how should I mourn? Because we mourn in different ways. That is that's the question. Does a person need to consult so that they know that they are mourning in the right way. Because of, people are mourning, but all the way, it's always a different way mm-hmm. of mourning. Is it a zulu thing, a such a thing, a baby thing, or we just have someone like this? Do people, and I was do white people mourn? Do they go through what we are going through?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You ladies wearing black, us guys having to know that I shouldn't need another person, throughout these days, for these 12 months. Is it a cultural thing? Is it a traditional thing? Is it only us let's who mourn? And how do we do it? Do we mourn in different way according to our cultures, according to our tradition? That's more like my question.
1: Do me, do me I, I don't know how old you are, right? But there's something I want to ask you. Uh, growing up, I remember uh, when there was a funeral, when I was still small, maybe under the age of five, but when there was a funeral um, in, in, in Elokshin, there would be painting of, I don't know it was painting or what it was, but there would be a, a smearing of something on the windows of that house, the front windows, yes, that, to is
3: signify.
1: That do, do you remember that practice?
3: I remember the time it there, it I doesn't ha-
1: I haven't seen it like I, I, it doesn't happen anymore <laughs> so you are right. there is something about mourning that we are not doing right uh, or we are no longer doing uh, but let me ask uh Matale to answer Thank you for your question
3: and for calling uh, can, can, in. can yep. I just add something also yeah, go ahead. jokingly remember back in the days when they said there's a funeral you'll never see us starts on the street when we see the hatch we' run for our lives I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But nowadays you, you meet the hearse in the pub, the other guys are coming here, yeah, they're having a couple of drinks and then. with, with the, the casket at Maria. the back,
1: yeah? The hearse yeah, with the yeah, casket yeah, at yeah, the yeah. back. And then and, and the
3: other guys will be climbing at the back as well, together with the casket going home.
1: Ibo. When to ex- as we are having this conversation, I'm remembering <laughs> a recent funeral that happened where the while the, 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 the hearse had the casket inside, uh one celebrity was just dancing her way in front of you know doing all this gyrating moves in front of the casket and the music was blasting hey and then my
3: point that that's my point are we doing it right or is it the morning and who's prescribing it it?
1: yeah Mm. and who's prescribing it to me thanks for calling in uh let's hear
3: what
1: you've asked the question is this morning for everyone because if we say Amaldo's we simply speaking of ancestors and you were asking about the different races, look I'm going again. I've got a coach here. I'm not a coach. Life and executive <laughs> coach yeah. is going to answer you and I to me and A T. Coach Matsileng, hey Zakog, but Melinda <laughs> So, um I don't think
2: there is a correct way um, of doing things and like you mentioned which we we grew up observing certain practices within our our own families so uh, uh, it it could also be a tribal thing uh, which this type bands are things this way and these ones do things that way but i think the gist of it was that and during the morning period, there had to be uktula, like some quiet, some respect that was observed. So when we look at how we are doing things today, a lot of things have changed. And we wouldn't want to sit here and judge why people do things the way that they do, because they are going through their own life journeys. But we know that, for instance, the noise, just the noise on its own, it, if, you, if you think about it, you, you celebrate, you can celebrate a person's life uh, in other ways other than partying. But because we live in the world that we live in, there are certain people that will want to do that. And it doesn't make it right or wrong but it certainly is something that everybody can look at and say, do I really want this for myself, for my family? So in terms of having a correct way, there isn't a correct way. A correct way is the respect and the uh, you know, keeping the low profile and not being too busy because you have lost a loved one and you are in pain because you've lost this person. So when you're in pain, you stay and you listen to the pain so that the pain can ease up. And then, uh, Patricia, you mentioned um, that we used to put stuff on the windows. Mm -hmm. Um, If you remember, when I started speaking, I said you know there were a lot of things that used to be done uh, many years ago. And this was also one of those things where you'd see by, you know, like the windows being smeared with the white stuff, which is there's a death in that family. And that's because we didn't know, we didn't have phones or social media to be able to communicate. So the people on that street or in that neighborhood would know because neighbors who would visit would know when there's a death but it also helped with people coming into that neighborhood to know that in this property there is a death. And I also like what Dumi said about, you know, running when you saw a has because um, when we knew that there is a death or we saw somebody that has lost somebody, even though we didn't have the details, but we knew that person needs to have privacy, needs to have quietness, needs to, ha- needs to have a space that has no noise. So um, I think part of the myths and the lies, and I'll just say lies sixes and nines, where we are told things that didn't really make sense, but for the elders in those days, that was the only way to make people to stop uh, because there was no other explanation to say, okay, stay away from this person. They need, you know, some quiet space. Or, you know, don't don't bring something new to them. Don't make noise around them. Don't do that. So we ran away from those people to give them space. So it had to be communicated in such a way that we don't bother these people. We don't burden them with more problems, and, and we rather give them space. So that's my my understanding of it. Let's then we with celebrating mm. and dancing.
1: L- yeah. Let's talk about that celebrating and dancing after the break. Okay. Okay. It's difficult to lose a loved one. Especially when it's a spouse. A team is joining on this conversation. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's our WhatsApp number. SMSs go to four one three nine one. You're also most welcome to call in on zero eight six triple zero two zero three two.
0: Late night conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet conversations. <laughs>
1: We are in conversation with the coach Matsileng Mohordi, who is a life and executive coach, and she's also the founder of I Get It Now. We are talking about uh, those who have lost loved ones, their spouses, widows and widowers, how they get to navigate through stigma and discrimination, some of the things that they face. So we'd love you to join in, ATMAs, eight six triple zero. Two zero three two or WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Coach Matlaling, before the break, you wanted to talk about the loud music, the celebrations after, right after the burial. Sometimes the celebrations happen during the burial. I've seen videos of people dancing and gyrating on top of a coffin. Um, you know, mine's in slow. Put on my coffin, but yeah, you wanted to talk about that.
2: Yes. Um, so, l- like I mentioned earlier on, that we will not judge, you know, and say they are doing the right thing or the ro- the wrong thing. But what is important is that um, there are family members here. There they could be children, the spouse, they could even be parents um, of the deceased. And I don't think watching your, you know, watching your that person being buried and seeing people celebrating in that way. When we say we celebrate someone's life, it's when we talk about their life, what they have achieved or not achieved. And we talk about, um, you know, the people that have impacted uh, during their lives. So that's celebrating that person. So I think we've taken celebrating the person um, if it's somebody that loved parties, then we'll celebrate by having parties. And the third part about it, though, is that because we like to see it on on you know on the tele, tele uh, TV, we see this being perpetuated even more because if you do the after party, which is very common, uh, what is it uh, the what is it called, Ghana? Um, it's not the after party or whatever that that celebration. Mm, after tears. <laughs> um, after tears, sorry, after tears. So we we now see people that are also planning for an after party. So when when somebody is passed on, I think for the bereaved it's the last thing they they really want to deal with. But because society has made it a kind of a norm um, people find themselves doing it. But afterwards, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing quite a few people that are dealing with um, the losses of loved ones. And the after-party is one of the most insignificant events um, because it also leaves them out of pocket. Because um, even though people buy for themselves, but there's entertainment, and if it's in your home, you still have to provide in one way or another for, for people, whether they bring or they don't bring for themselves, but you still have to provide. And you've, you've just buried your loved one, and you have to spend the whole night or the whole day or the whole weekend celebrating in that way. So I think we we have taken it to another level, um, and... From my point of view, I think when we do it, let's do it, but also understand the repercussions and understand that family members are still battling with the loss of a loved one.
1: Let's go to some of our A-teamers voice notes. Voice
0: notes, please. Evening, Sissy party, Sissy party, this thing, I'm a party, it's just a myth. My economy, why am I party to a garden fast in Why am I in daughter? And I in daughter, even I'm a party. Mama, Uppel, and I It's just a myth, that thing. It's a myth that I know full of so called so fast. I'm talking to for what? Lisa from Brixton. And uh, guest, you know, these days I don't see it happening anymore. Especially that we are, when we have even embraced Christianity in our homes as Africans, it used to happen then. These days, uh, it's no longer happening. Sometimes even. Our women, when the husband dies, already there is somebody who has been there all this while. Uh, I don't see them wearing those black thing or dark thing. Even men, they don't. Uh, life goes, continues as normal these days. There is no such thing. It used to happen, yes, but I, in my culture, I don't see it happening. It dies today, you must know that you have been replaced long time ago while you were sick as a man. Evening,
1: okay, we played that one, okay, Coach Matsuleng. Uh, things are obviously different, right? Um, from let's say 20 years ago to now, things have changed, uh, there's been um, a lot of uh, evolving, but. Mourning on its own is not what we were talking about. It's more of the stigma and the discrimination that is faced by those who are widows or widowers. And I'll share a story that is personal. So over the past weekend, I was I had a traditional ceremony to welcome me into my new family. And my mother-in-law was explicit. She said, You must remember that this woman that we have taken, who is now our daughter, we have given her a name, beautiful name, by the way, that I was given. But she said, she is a Sangom. So even when it is time for her to mourn, should that time come, she will not mourn the way others mourn. She will not be dressed in black. And I don't want anyone to want it to happen just because uh, I am not there during that time. This must be known now. So, there are different practices, but some are discriminatory because they are not spoken about in families. And I was it was it it, it hit home when she said those words to me, but it also reminded me that I am privileged to be entering into a family where such is spoken about. In advance, so we all know where we stand. Because in other families, they can make you mourn for twelve months. But if it was roles were reversed, the husband is given not even twelve hours to move on. Are you still there, coach?
2: I am absolutely here. So I'm just thinking about your new your mum-in-law, and I think she's a very fair woman because um, it's one of those burdens that uh, new Makotis carry.
0: Uh,
2: and just Makotis, they carry the burdens of having to follow things that the daughters, the sisters-in-law are not doing. So kudos to, to mum-in-law. Um, so coming back to um, the first caller about going to Uteni.
1: In Zilu, the black clothes
2: in in, in and or ble- or black clothes are or something so um, yes like it, it's so unfair for for women that they are still expected to to wear black clothes but we remember when we again when we started in the beginning we said in the in the olden days they used to wear black clothes as a way of communicating uh, where they're at. And it is very true that men are not subjected to that, and it is not fair, because if a man loved his wife, the man is also supposed to go through a mourning period where they they mourn the, the loss, because they they have this person in their lives and this person is no longer there. So the men also have to do it. So if you think about it, so we no longer do it today because of the type of world that we are living in. However, it is up to every individual to know that they have lost somebody and Ukulvila today is about what you do how you think it is about your heart it is about your environment so you can continue going to work you can continue doing everything that everybody does but what is important is that you have just lost a loved one and when we talk about paying respects and respecting the debt and it is that where on your own when nobody's looking what are the things that you're doing? What are they what are you thinking? How do you think? How do you speak? You know, um, did the death bring some change into your life? Are you changing? How you know, are you re-looking at life? Are you valuing life differently? So it is still there because you it it's so inhumane to lose somebody and just continue as if nothing has happened. So, and I agree with the other caller that says, I'm a daughter, in 12 hours, they're ready to move on. but they carry a lot of burden uh, when they do that, uh, but they have to deal with it uh, on their own. So the, the, the good thing is, is that uh, individuals in their own rights know how much they love the, the person that has died and how much they, those people meant to them. And that determines how far they can go in terms of mourning the loss, in terms of giving respect and observing some silence in their life for a certain period. It doesn't have to be 12 months, but it has to be something where you, you mourn a bit and you allow this thing to settle. So we, we are not doing it how we used to do in the past. but individuals do it in their own way like all other races everybody goes
1: through it in their own way coach thank you so very much for joining us it was a, quite an interesting conversation please uh, do give us your contact details for those who need to get it <laughs> and those who need a coach uh, for uh, life issues
2: Uh, They can follow us on our social media pages, um, I Get It Now, um, on all social media pages, or they can email us info at I Get It Now. And we can also even provide some more information to your listeners if they do phone us
1: uh, with any of their issues, and we can continue on this. Thank you so very much, uh, Coach uh, Matsiling Mohodi, A-teamers, it's time for us to bid you farewell. It has been a great, great evening. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success. In
0: order to be better, we need to tell